Hey guys, what's up? This is Dave from Common RDW here, and welcome to another episode of the Binge Blast Podcast, the show where we have nothing but time in this in this timeline, so why not spend it playing a whole bunch of video games and watching a whole bunch of stuff? I'm here with two awesome guests, friends of the show. We got Loggy from the Breaker Arcade. Logan, hey, what's up, man? I'm I'm good. I'm just hanging out. I mean, we streamed earlier. It's Kind of yeah, putting me did. in a good mood. Got my cogs turning, so I'm ready for it, man. Awesome, dude. Yeah, thanks for being here. And then we have another friend of the show. We got Santi here. What's going on, man? Hey, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing good. Doing good. Thanks for being on the show today. I'm so happy I can get you on. Get you yeah, on. Break room always takes custody of you, but it's okay. I got you this time. It's all right. Got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, how you guys been uh, holding up? Uh, been playing a whole bunch of stuff, watching a bunch of stuff. What you guys been up to? Yeah, I mean, I've been, I, you know me, I'm always doing something. But mm-hmm. usually it's like a lot of one thing and not much of anything else. Yeah. Um, So I think in like, you know, this past like week, I haven't played a lot of Beat Saber, which is usually the thing I do. I play yes, a lot of Beat is Saber thing, yeah. and then I lounge. Uh, But I've kind of put Beat Saber on a hold because uh, I wasn't feeling it. Kind of let my body recover because I don't mm-hmm. ever take usually breaks. Uh, from Beat Saber, it's like an everyday thing. Yeah, uh, and but that gave me time to do and finish uh, some some other things that were on my list. So, yeah. mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, what about you, Santi? What have you been up to recently? Um, not much out of the usual, to be honest. I guess like except for Minecraft, which we'll get into. I've yeah. been doing a lot of that. Okay. <laughs> Seems like everybody's playing a lot of Minecraft recently. I feel like yeah, I y'all are train. in for an episode. Yeah. Cool. cool. <laughs> All right. Uh well yeah on here on the uh the uh, binge blast podcast <laughs> it's leaking over sure sure it's a crossover but here in the uh here in the this is a crossover episode <laughs> the break blast podcast uh, but um here on binge blast we talk about what we've been playing slash watching for the last couple days couple whatevers uh because like I said we have a whole bunch of time so why not uh do that why not do all that stuff um if yeah, you're man. listening to the show. On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. For one, give us those five stars and follow the podcast. You can keep this coming to your delicious podcast inbox, all that good stuff. Um, You're not listening to it when we record live because we record this podcast live at twitch.tv slash commonrdw. We have a chat audience. Shout out to Zamir and Connor from Team RDW for being in the chat, hanging out. And uh, you could be there too. All you got to do is follow us at twitch.tv slash commonrdw and you can also be here uh, watching the show listen to the show in real time we also have awesome visuals too which you're missing out on anyway uh yeah let's get started with the show um let's see who you guys front loaded like you previewed already you teased minecraft so i think we should just dive deep into minecraft real quick yeah so okay these are the things that happen when the world is quarantined right You start to figure out, like, maybe we should do some other things. Uh Uh, I was looking to do something social. Uh, Minecraft is a great place to be social. It's a great, like, kind of platform just to exist together in. Kind of do your own thing. You know, you get on PC and the world is infinite, you know. Basically. Uh, Yeah, it's uh, functionally infinite. Like, the chances of, like, somebody actually going to the edge of a map and loading too much of the world uh, Mm -hmm. is pretty thin, right? Not a lot of people are going to be able to do that unless they're doing it for an experiment or whatever. So, I have a computer that's pretty capable, uh, capable enough to run a small Minecraft server. 
uh, and to, you know, host uh, pretty much whoever I could find, right? It's not going to be a lot of people, uh, so it's manageable. Uh, so I spent like a ton of time the other day just looking up tutorials on how to set up a Minecraft server uh, on my computer. Uh, thankfully, my computer was strong enough to play the game as well, uh, though I do have performance issues. Uh, so hopefully I want to build just a, a, a have like a separate computer for the server. Oh, no, um, that's like that now, intensive, having yeah, a server. Yeah, but for now, computer. like, this works fine, right? It works great. I have a lot of fun, and uh, it's mostly been me, Santi, uh, and another frequenter of the Break Room Arcade Discord server. Uh, goes by the alias Sandman. Uh, we are in there uh, pretty much daily, at least for the last three or four days. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, that game was addicting. Like so what have you guys <laughs> been like doing in the uh, Minecraft server? You said you've uh, been working a lot on it. Are you guys like playing? Um, are you guys like doing specific quests, or are you guys just running around, messing around, building stuff? Or? Uh, I mean, we haven't done much other than just kind of just exist together, kind of do some things. Uh, I, I just got away with digging like a hole, which I turned into like a keep of sorts, you know, mm -hmm. like a fortress underground Yeah. where I have like a tree farm and I have a bunch of furnaces and I've set myself up pretty well to like be self-sustaining. So I'm at the point where I've kind of stopped using uh, my operator commands uh, as much to like cheat my way into doing things. I've only used them to kind of prep like a starting area. So when people hop into the server, there's like a building that they start in and then mm -hmm. most of the area surrounding that has been leveled. So eventually I'll just start building other types of buildings and they'll serve different purposes because I kind of like add uh, plugins to the server or whatever. Yeah. Like, so what kind yeah. of uh, Minecraft players would you guys like consider yourself to be? Because like, for example, everyone's been playing a lot of Animal Crossing as of late. And uh, the thing you got to be in, in Animal Crossing is there's no like adventure mode in a Animal Crossing or anything like that. So it's like you're you have to embrace the creativity and be like a designer, which in uh, Minecraft, I'm 100 percent not that like I'll make my base <laughs> of operations a square just enough space to put a bed and chests and my forge and all that other stuff. And then I'm just gone. Like I do not care how my house looks, but then I have a whole bunch of other friends who like will put so much effort and time into making like a base of operations. And I'm like, nah, dog, I'm good. So you know what? I've been a bit of both actually. Mm -hmm. um, first getting there, I set up a, a little community hub where like it, there's like a bridge that goes across uh, this river and then, like, on top of the bridge, I've got, like, this little, like, hut thing with a bunch of chests and uh, furnaces and stuff inside. And so that's, like, just all community-based. Like, I'll just drop off whatever, like, I find um, in the mines or whatever in there. Mm -hmm. And then um, when I'm actually off doing stuff, like, I'm just a complete no nomad. Like, I'll bring a bed with me and I'll use the, uh, like, set home command. Mm -hmm. So, like, I don't lose my spot when I actually go out to adventure. And I've been making some decent progress. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so I guess, you know, some of the ways I've been handling, so, you know, you get to messing around with a server and you get to, like, learn, like, you know, there are servers with a lot of rules, a lot of, a lot of like, certain limitations and permissions that, like, certain... Like, um, if you're not a, a mod, have. you don't get any, like, thing other than just basic building right. or whatever. So, yeah. like, I'm still, like, in the process of, like, kind of setting that stuff up, so I'll, uh, you know, eventually, hopefully, more people will be playing on the server and more consistent because uh, it's you know something that I I 
enjoy and I want to persist. Um, so, I mean, eventually I'm going to, you know, make certain sets of permissions for mm -hmm. certain like mods and make sure, okay, well, these people can ban people, but I, you know, the goal with the server for me is just to like have a place where people want to chill. Uh, it's survival, uh, because I kind of, you know, I like survival. That's what I enjoy. I sometimes I'll enjoy creative, but you know, I like the process of kind of not just creating things for the sake of like, Hey, look, it's a sculpture and this is perfect, but you know, having the world to work around mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and maybe even like, you know, kind of struggling with it, not just, so, I mean, early on what I would do to get some of these, you know, things off the ground and just finish it up, um, is I, you know, use my OP commands to, uh, give myself like a bunch of diamond tools and then I would use the commands to also make them like super efficient and super durable so it would just be convenient to get certain things out of the way and now I'm at that point where okay I got pretty much everything I need and I've like I've thrown those away and then I've just started building my own tools and then started digging because that's part of the process in Minecraft that I really enjoy um but I do like, you know, having those plugins to give people like certain freedoms, like um, giving uh, a certain freedom of like teleportation commands, because it is fun to like adventure out, but you like to return to where you are, yeah. you know, um, right, without losing your stuff. <laughs> yeah. And so having like at least a few like because uh, i mean it's an open world game what kind of open world game are you playing if you don't have at least like a a few points of um you know to warp to right yeah. so i think that's that's perfect for minecraft and it honestly makes it a whole lot more fun 100 percent. Uh, like i need to get this like when i get my next uh deposit i'm probably gonna just end up getting minecraft on my computer i could have swore when i had i thought like minecraft was just like a base install on all windows computers for a little bit of time like if you got a computer you just got minecraft <laughs> oh, for free me. yeah but um i'm probably gonna end up picking this game up so i can play with you guys and uh like i like i said i don't i don't i was never one to do mods and stuff like that it was like it always seemed kind of overwhelming to me like i'm usually just like i'll get the game and then i'll just jump in and do whatever I can. Because, like, honestly, right now, base Minecraft, compared to how it was when I was, like, in high school, there's so much stuff in this damn game now. Oh, my God. We it's were talking so about much. that. It was funny. The first time we got back on, I was like, I don't recognize half of these mobs. Like, these are mm -hmm. all new characters they've added. Oh, so many mobs. mobs. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even realize there was foxes in the game. Yeah, it's until... like basically like, every animal is in there, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of I kind of explored a little bit. I switched my game mode over to creative because I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um and I, you know, set out like an area and flattened it and then put like a like a little um a little fountain, right? Yeah. Uh and then I was looking through like all the different items within the game because it just gives you the entire list. And there was a bucket with tropical fish in it. I was like, okay, what tropical the? fish? I had forgot there had been like a total overhaul of yeah, like, there's the like water. Yeah, there's like an underwater thing now, yeah. Yeah, so there was like, the there's coral and, and actual things to explore underwater, mm -hmm. like actual things to collect, which I was like, oh, you know, just baffled by. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to throw a bunch of fish in the fountain. And like, I was really, really digging the aesthetic. It gave it like the, the whole thing, like that much more life. And that wasn't an option before, you yeah. know? 
but now like even in the rivers there's other types of fish that you can get for food so there's more just ready like food sources you know so you're not always like scraping by to survive if you just know that these things exist mm -hmm. um and honestly going back to like the teleportation like i don't know why the devs don't just build like some contextual um fast function into the make. game for fast travel yeah. but like make like it like something, something you build yeah maybe it's maybe it's like super right. expensive like you have Rest to unlock it but after you get it you can set up like spawn points wherever you want in the world i think that would be really dope mm-hmm yeah, yeah the teleport commands aren't even a thing that you can access in normal single player mode. That's only a server thing, isn't it? Uh, unless you like enable cheats in your single player, uh, they added because you know, they, all that stuff exists uh, within like the console commands. It's just a matter of having access to it, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, um, when that break room uh, server's up for sure drop it in and i know like a seems like so far a lot of people would like to jump in and you guys could have some stuff going on in there so. yeah right now i don't have it up all the time though mm -hmm. i think not last night but the night before i did end up like leaving it on like all night mm -hmm. um yeah, i don't Logan think it was functioning wait what sorry no, I was I was gonna say like you left it on while you're podcasting and I I was on the entire time. Oh yeah, so I mean it really just depends. Like I I keep it up as long as it functions and as long as people are using it. Uh, I mean the only reason I wouldn't keep it up is if I you know need uh, a gig or two of RAM uh, that I wouldn't have access to because it does like occupy a few you know gigabytes of RAM. Uh, you know, variably, mm -hmm. more or less, uh, depending on what's happening on the server. So as it gets bigger and as more people are on, like, it'll take more, obviously. Um, which that's why eventually I just like to have a computer that I could dedicate uh, to, like, a server and probably host, like, several games at that point. Yeah. Uh, we've been throwing out other games that we might host servers to. Uh, but right now it's intermittent, uh, and I usually announce uh, when it's up uh, in a certain... Uh, text channel in the break room arcade server. Cool, so. cool, cool, cool. All right. A Discord um, server, I should say. Nice. Uh, let's see. So, Santi, tell me about this game called uh, Florence that you've been playing because I, uh, it looked, I knew it looked familiar. I looked up the trailer. Uh, this game was very stylistically, and like, I loved the way it looked, the art style and everything. I remember seeing it on the App Store not too long ago. And apparently it came to Switch recently. Uh, so, like, which one, which platform did you say you played it on? You played it on Switch? I'm playing on Switch. Okay. Oh, my God. That game is so beautiful. It's only an hour long, so it's, like, super cheap. Oh, I think super short. I picked okay. it up for $3. It's, um, I think the best thing about it is the fact that uh, it's, so it, it's really narrative-driven, but mm -hmm. there's no, it doesn't tell its story through uh, actual dialogue. The, the most you'll get. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, what's really cool is that like the gameplay actually relies on like a series of like micro games. So think of like sort of like WarioWare, okay. a lot more chill, you know? Yeah. Um, I think my favorite part about that is uh, there are sections in like conversation where uh, Florence, the main character, um, she's talking to her boyfriend, uh, Krish. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to like construct like speech bubbles using uh, puzzle pieces, right? Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning of the relationship, like, it's super difficult. You've got, like, seven pieces, and, like, you're sort of on a time limit. Because, um, like, she's 
struggling to find words to say, you know? Oh. But, like, as our uh, relationship improves, you can, like, slowly see, like, you're given less pieces to work with because, like, it's just getting easier for her to have a conversation with the oh, guy. That's cool. Yeah, so there's just, like, little things like that that they used to uh, do a lot of um, representing... Uh, sorry, to, to, to symbolize the uh, relationship and... Mm-hmm her life is like it's pretty cool the fact that this game is made by anna anna perna games uh i think i looked it up anna perna they like make movies and stuff right yeah they just recently like branched out into games media yeah it's super oh, interesting. really yeah like they're they're pretty they're relatively new um it is what it is they had that on sale because uh they're having like an annapurna switch sale or something oh, okay i've yet to try Chat says that this is the game with Kevin Pinkin as the music composer. I'm not sure who that is. Uh, do you know who that is, Logan? Or wait, say that again. Uh, the, he, chat says this is the game with Kevin Pinkin as the music composer. I'm not sure who that is personally. I'm no, I'm not familiar. Okay. Um, if you could let us know who that is, chat, uh, we'd like to know. But um, yeah, this is one of those games for sure where it's like it br- it bridges the gap between uh like an art piece and a game like an interactive art thing um sure yeah so it looks really sweet i would totally check it out uh it's been like on my uh i my app store wish list for a minute so i wouldn't mind looking it up uh oh did the ost for made in abyss oh right yeah 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 yeah. okay yeah okay that's cool that sounds like that's really nice Um, i absolutely recommend it uh like i said three dollars an hour long it's one of the most accessible games you'll ever play you know it's so playing it on your switch did it seem like was so did was it all touch or did they have some type of controller support or was it all just like playing it on a really big tablet you know what i actually played um in docked mode i haven't tried it on the touchscreen yet okay um i imagine that like since the resolution is different they made a decent amount of changes to the touch controls but uh, using a controller, there were actually a few um, like cool things. There's a there's a part where there's like where she's taking Polaroid pictures, and you're supposed to shake the actual Polaroid. You can shake it with the analog stick, oh, that's but then cool. like I moved my controller a little bit. I'm like, oh god, I can actually just oh they added motion controls. For yeah, that? Nice. just a little, just the little small things. It's it's pretty cool. Nice, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, for sure. Sweet little game. I would check that out myself. Actually, you said it's like three bucks right now. Or was that like yeah. uh, last week? Oh, what, what? Um, it might have been on sale. I think it was like three bucks then. Might be like five now, something okay. like that. Well, I'm um, talking about like nice little short games. Uh, I'm gonna tell you guys about this game that I played recently. Uh, last week, I just stumbled upon this game on Twitter, and uh, the creator like said, "Hey, I made this game. If you like uh, Demon Girls, I made this uh, cute little game, and you should check it out. It's free on Steam." And I was like, "Oh God." on god let me uh <laughs> let me look this up so i uh, downloaded it and i streamed it that day and uh this game is called Helltaker, and uh it is free on steam like i said and basically um it is a game where you are uh solving push puzzles basically um and you're going from like you're playing as some unnamed dude who's basically just labeled as the Helltaker, and it opens where he's just like you know what I want a harem of demon girls. I'm gonna go to hell. He just goes. To, he just opens a portal in his mirror and goes to hell. And he's just like, I'm about to start a harem. And then you're just like starting to pick up all these demon girls. 
uh, like Panda Monica, and there's like Fury, and like a whole bunch of other like demon names and stuff. There's one that's Cerberus, who's like just uh, three demon girls that kind of look like dogs. Um, and you're just based, and they all have their own like personalities and stuff like that. And it's like really cute. It's really uh, short and simple. Uh, yes, chat, this game is still free. Um, I think they said they were making it as a way to uh, open up a bigger universe that they're trying to develop, whether in like it's web comics or maybe they're going to make another game. This is really well put together. Um, if you're not a big fan of puzzle games or you're really bad at puzzles, um, I don't, I'm not that big on puzzle games, especially ones where it's like super brain scratchers. Like, Loggy, you might like this because you just, you're just fucking playing The Witness. So, Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like literally 10 levels, um, playing it fresh, no hints or anything. It took me maybe like three, four hours to beat. No, it took me maybe like three hours, I'd say. Three hours. Um, yeah, nice, short, simple game. Well, nice, short and sweet game. I won't say simple because later on those, those last like two or three stages, I was just like losing my mind. It was me and Aisha. We were playing through it. So, um, yeah, shout out to the, uh, the dev on Twitter for making this game. Like a happy little accident, I found this one. So, really, uh, really nice playthrough. So, really how long cool. is it? Uh, it was like three hours, I'd say. It depends how good you are at puzzles, but yeah, it was good. Well, not that bad at all. Mm-hmm. It also has like the music's really good too. The like it has maybe like three, four tracks in it, and it kind of uh, puts off a um, kind of puts off a Crypt of the Necro Dancer vibe because the uh, mm. characters on screen are like moving to the beat of the music so you kind of think you have to move at the beat but you don't have to um yeah really well designed game for free like they could have totally charged like 10 15 bucks for this and they could have gotten money off of this but they didn't so yeah really cool support any devs all that good stuff um let's see let's see how about oh yeah we're gonna go from hell to hell uh, I'm gonna go back to you, Logan. Doom Eternal. One of the okay, yeah, yeah. Um, stick, with, stick with hell, yeah. Wow, what can I say about Doom Eternal? Uh, I haven't Nothing finished negative, it mainly. <laughs> um, there was some controversy uh, with the composer and how some of the soundtrack was handled. That was upsetting, though. The I game didn't hear itself. About that. Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. I don't oh, even man. know all of the things, mm-hmm. uh, but it sounds like he's not going to be returning. Uh, which, uh, if Mick Gordon doesn't return to you know score the next Doom game, that's just that's really upsetting. Because mm-hmm. uh, man, the first do oh, the first Doom, uh, Doom Eternal, not not Doom, Doom 2016. 2016. Yeah, oh, 2016. Uh, yeah, 2016 had a fantastic soundtrack. I love that game to death. That was the game that got me into Doom. I started playing that game, or, or maybe I started playing the first Doom. I played like the first Doom, and then I thought, I think I beat, I think beat 2016 was the first one I beat. I just, no, it was Doom 2016 that I played first mm-hmm. uh, because I just wanted like a like a really fast like action game. And like, it I wanted is something fast. just like, like oh my god, and it was exactly what I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I played through that and then eventually, you know, that led me back to, uh, the first doom and then I'm actually still playing through doom two. Uh, but doom eternal, uh, is just a lot more open. Uh, there's like new, uh, ooh, uh, 
just new functionalities, uh, things that you have to do to get through certain levels. You got to punch through walls. Mm -hmm. So they just give you like certain ways to feel just that much more brutal. Like you are like doom guy. You're the doom slayer and you are just rushing everything in your path. I love how with this right? game, they, uh, the devs are just like more high octane speed. It's like you're literally damn near like indestructible. Like if it's they kind of lean a little bit more on the uh, video game aspect of things where it's just like yeah. high insanity. There's like actual like uh, a couple video game esque uh, item pickups in the world now. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't like looked too much into it because I haven't actually played do Doom 2016 all the way through. Um, but I know like a lot of people that have just adored Doom their time with Doom Eternal. Yeah. Um, Santa, you were playing this too, weren't you? No, actually, I'm playing uh, Doom 64 on the Switch. Oh, okay. <laughs> I also okay. started playing that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have, like, almost every Doom game right yeah. now, except for Doom 3. I gotta finish Doom 2, Doom 64, and Doom Eternal, and then I'll play Doom 3, because apparently Doom 3 is, uh, is an odd Weaker, one out. isn't it? Yeah. I love the visuals in this. Like, the world looks so much better. Like, I love how with uh, certain sequels, like, uh, for example, in Doom 2016, it's, like, um, factory, hell caves, factories, and, like, just pretty samey-looking environments. And this one, it's, yes. like, they're all over the place. Like, there's actually yeah. really nice architecture. Um, oh, it looks really good. Yeah, so, I mean, this one, so far, has mainly just taken place on Earth. Oh, right? yeah, it is on Earth as well. Uh, like, hell has come to Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like they're, they're man, both of the starts of these games are very blunt. They yeah. they don't tell you anything. They just throw you in. It's mm -hmm. like the opening to like an action film. You start off with an action sequence, right? Like no, they they don't they don't fuck around. They get in there and they're like, oh yeah, the world is already burning. There's billions of people dying, uh, and you're the Doomslayer. Have at it you know basically yeah. um and man the setting and the mood the tone is just set from the outset um in i wanted to talk about like one of the new things that they added into this game that really kind of causes you to like lean in they really encourage you to like get in close and just really be brutal everything's you know mm -hmm. just they want it to feel tight. Yeah, even though you're using the, guns, yeah, you're really up, up yeah. close. And so really there. early on, they give you like, uh, you know, certain meters and, and timers and functions attacks to like, you know, augment the game. Like one of them is like essentially like a like a big slash. So instead of like a punch, you j it's like a big like, like everything in front of you just gets decimated, mm -hmm. right? Or gets a lot of damage to it, depending on what it is um and then they also give you like i don't even i can't remember what it's called but essentially you shoot flames out of your like a like something on your wrist yeah uh and they use that in a way because they encourage you uh to use that to get like armor pieces right mm -hmm. so returning from like you know the previous games obviously you, you can kills, just pick you get, up like, armor, armor or armor pieces of armor yeah. uh to build up but it does seem a lot more scarce uh even with the health health seems a lot more scarce uh because i think they lean into rewarding you with armor 
with like you know this flame burst it, it really encourages like that's the main thing you're gonna get from using so are you playing it, the game on the farmer. hardest difficulty or are you playing on like normal oh absolutely level? not i'm struggling okay. with like, the base like everyone i talk planning. to about it they've been playing it on like the hardest difficulty i'm just like okay no geez. man i can't <laughs> i can't do i can't do doom on the hard difficulties i'm mm -hmm. not like I'm not a good gamer uh, for most <laughs> things, right? The the games that I'm good at is like, I'm pretty good at uh, like Binding of Isaac, but that's because yeah. I have hundreds of hours in it. Uh, and I'm still not the best. There's still parts of that game like I've never experienced just because I can't unlock them. Okay. Um, but, uh, and then like Beat Saber, right? But yeah. then again, I have, I've, I, I'm a musician as well. Uh, and I am fascinated with, you know being a jedi as well, well so uh santi you're playing like course. in contrast you're playing like the uh 64 version of this which uh yeah launched like the same was it like the same day or did it like the, same day uh, it, same day yeah same day on switch uh which is the game even it was supposed to come to switch but instead they gave us they gave the switch owners 64 i think right I think it's still coming out. I don't know. I think the port yeah, just... Yeah, it's... The port got delayed probably. Like, two yeah. years or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But, uh... You yeah, have a lot more to fit into a smaller package. But, yeah. 64, it's pretty interesting. Because it feels a lot more like, uh... Quake. Because I actually haven't played the, the, the first two, um... Or, or the, the original Doom trilogy. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that I can compare it to is Quake. And, uh, the guy who recommended this game to me actually knew that i was a pretty big fan of the quake series uh -huh. so uh he told me that like this one specifically like would draw me in because like the game feels just so similar and it really is it's pretty cool is it um, weird controlling uh only... like a first person game from the n64 era on like the switch because i know like some people were saying that with turok uh it was weird so i'm not sure um maybe a little bit but uh i don't know because you've got the right stick for uh looking around just like any fps but uh you don't look up and down because of the limitations on the 64. Mm. um which i is mean they could have done but, like, it but they you know they, well i mean here's the thing it's already matter. like the level design the enemy design is already accommodated for the fact that you can only look left and right uh -huh. so like it doesn't right. really matter you know it's not something that bugs me necessarily gotcha. it just took a bit of getting used to it's pretty cool though. Okay. Uh, so, like, are you are you planning on you played Doom twenty sixteen also or? Um, I did not like twenty sixteen. Okay. <laughs> I know like, everyone shame, really liked it. Shame. But, uh, like, it's just I played the first few hours. Yeah. Um, it was funny because like I was just playing like Apex all that summer. Um, when mm -hmm. I it was last summer when I bought twenty sixteen, and like I was doing Apex nonstop. And then I jump in, jumped into that, and like the movement just felt so drastically different. I'm like, yeah. Apex set a standard for FPS games for me. Like, if your movement is on is not on this par, like, I, I'm not interested. Okay. <laughs> well, it's like, like a different. It's a different kind of movement, man. Uh, a different kind of gameplay. Like, sure, but like also, you, I just wasn't. You just it, haven't. So. You haven't been properly. Uh, what's the word? Um habituated would work initiated I guess. into it I, I guess but like uh, at the same time i don't know i even going into it properly i was very reluctant about it mm -hmm. uh in the first place because it doom thematically just doesn't really fit my taste in video games yeah, at same, all you know? honestly yeah i'm barely an fps person to begin with um and like when i do like get into a new genre i like it when it's like faster paced like higher levels of action it's why i'm into like extra stuff like Kingdom Hearts, Devil May Cry, like that really 
top level. Wait, are you, you know? trying to say? Are you trying to say that Doom isn't high action? It is, but it's like really different. It's not extra enough for me. I don't know. It feels very weird. I don't know. I mean, maybe I like, I like, like Doom twenty sixteen. Maybe you like Doom Eternal better. Uh, maybe. Speaking <laughs> of will, because like the world traversal was really cool in that game. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking about it. I'm buying it. Yeah. I tried uh, 2016. I have it downloaded on my computer because I wanted to give the series a shot. And it's like, it like for me, it's also like it doesn't. It's not really for me. One because I'm not really too heavy into like, uh, like overly gory stuff anyway. Like I didn't even fuck with Mortal Kombat like that yeah. because of that. And also, it's like I don't know. It's like it's fine. It's good. Um, I get why people like it, but it's like personally, I can't, I don't I can't really play through it all the way. It's just that's just how me. am I even friends with either <laughs> of you? This oh my disgusting. god! I'm so disappointed. It's all I'm good. leaving. It's this okay. is I know. I may be a disappointment, but I'm your disappointment. <laughs> it's okay. Um, let's see. Um, let's see. I think that's basically most of the hell talk out of the way. Let's see. Um, <laughs> I'm going to. Uh, Aisha, come over here. We're going to talk, talk about Scoob for a second. Ah, uh, yes. Scoob. Uh, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> there's been a whole thing going on recently with um, animated movies or movies that were supposed to come out this year and um, getting dropped straight to digital. So, um, me and Aisha, we uh, wanted to see Scoob anyway. And also, I really wanted to uh, see it personally. One, because the animation looked really good. And uh, two, because... Uh, well, yeah, the animation looks really good, honestly. Um, oh, and also the Hanna-Barbera universe type of stuff, right? Um, so they were like, we're going to drop Scoob digitally the same day it would have been out in theaters. And it's going to be straight digital. So you can either pay 20 bucks and you can rent it for two days, which is like, okay. Or you can pay $5 more and you can just own the movie. And I'm like, duh, I'll just own it. Like, I want it to probably do that anyway. So I might as well just pay for the movie. So, uh, me and Aisha, down I downloaded it onto my Apple devices, and me and Aisha watched it on my laptop to my TV. And, uh, yeah, it was, animation-wise, beautiful. Great-looking movie. This is, like, the best translation of, like, 2D to 3D um, I've seen in a while. Um, so, okay, that was okay. really well done. Like, whole ass. Um, but, yeah. as far as, like, the plot... As far as Scooby-Doo movies go, it was movies. very all over the place. It was hard to follow. Yeah, because it starts out like, um, like I'm not going to spoil the movie. It started Because like, if you guys want to watch it, you can still watch it. Like I'm not going to knock uh -huh. people for trying to watch it, so I'm not going to spoil too much. Um, but it yeah, it starts, start. off, it starts off It starts off very strong. Like you can see where they re you can see where the cutoff is of this was for the old school fans and now this is for the new kids. Uh-huh. Um, so it starts off with the origin story where it's kind of like how Scooby meets Shaggy. And okay. it's weird because one, like everyone noticed in the beginning, Scooby doesn't have his ruz. Like he doesn't talk like the ra 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 anymore. He talks uh -huh. normally except for like when he says Shaggy, he says Raggy still. And then um, when like Dick Dastardly tried to get him to say Dick, they're like, we're not letting Scooby say Dick. So he says Rick. Rick. Um, but other than that, <laughs> everything else he says is literally just regular speak, but with his voice. So it's a little uh, weird for that. They got the actual voice actor for Scooby. They got the right? actual Scooby voice actor. Also, every other voice actor who plays their other characters, like Scooby, Velma, Daphne, and Fred. Uh, did I say Scooby or Shaggy? Either way, those other characters, their voice <laughs> actors on the TV shows or the cartoons, 
they didn't let them use they didn't let them be the voice actors in the movie there's been a lot of discourse so, also about that yeah so I that was really weird one of Sha- one of the i believe was it the, one the of live shaggy? action shaggy yeah they didn't he didn't know that he wasn't gonna get the part until they literally posted the trailer this. yeah yes uh-huh and he was like i hope this and then he posted the tweet where he's like i hope this movie is everything you guys want it to be yeah, and the Daphne and, voice actor was like, I'm not going to tell you to not watch the movie, mm-hmm. but also I'm not going to watch it because... It, yeah. it feels like the voice actors they got, they only got them to get people to come to the theaters because they thought... Zach Efron's got, a good Fred, though. Not going to lie. A, he's, a, he's an okay Fred. He's a decent Fred. Okay. But, I don't know. Fred was an actual Fred. They made Fred kind of dumb. He's kind of like a, the bro. He's kind of like a bro. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Velma's like, fine. Daphne's basically just like the pretty girl, like more so than usual, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they. Yeah. It was mainly a Scooby and Shaggy movie. Yeah, as most of the Scooby do movies are, but it's like but this, this one, one was, was way more it so. It seemed like Freddy, Daphne, and Velma were mainly they were side characters. for the ride, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which, if the characterization is just like worse than it's been in any, any other like outing. Um, I mean, it's like Scooby and Shaggy pretty much acted like Scooby and Shaggy to uh, me. Shaggy was more bitch made. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't like what they did with him. There was one uh, point in the movie where Scooby and Shaggy have a fight, and Shaggy's clearly wrong. Yeah. And Scooby literally said what me and Aisha were thinking. Yeah. And we're just like, what the fuck? Shaggy? Scooby literally calls him out because yeah. he's like, how are you gonna be mad at me when you said this was cool? Yeah. We, I looked at you, bro. <laughs> uh-huh. um, uh, and then going on to the whole Dick Dastardly plotline thing. There was too much um, going on with that Dick Dastardly That plot. whole thing It was very was, confusing. It's like they they were trying to build a whole bunch of different things together at once. Because it could have been a whole thing where there's like something and a threat where they're with the Blue Falcon. And also the Blue Falcon in this movie isn't actually the Blue Falcon from the old shows. They reference that, how he looks different. He's actually the son of the old Blue Falcon. But the dog uh, is the same. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there's like that random black girl. I don't know who she is, but she was cool though. She was a cool character. Um, yeah. So there's like a whole thing where Dick Dastardly is trying to get like some type of treasure. And Scooby is apparently the key to that. So then there's the whole thing where they're like, he's trying to kidnap Scooby and XYZ. And then, um, yeah, it's just a, it's a whole thing. There's and, a whole like, and the ending, the whole climax story. of the movie is very weird. It's very extra. It felt like they kind of rushed it. Too. Yeah, it seems like they did. They had a whole bunch of thoughts and they didn't want to spread them into multiple movies, and they decided to do this. They just th- they threw it all into one movie. Like this movie could have been two split movies. up into two. Yeah, two with two different plots. Yeah, because um, they don't even explain how he got the robots. He just has nope, robots. Nope, he just has robots. I never even think that Dix Daxley even had robots to begin with, ever. Not that I remember. I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's it's mid. It's, it's Compared okay. to the recent Scooby-Doo movies, I'd say it's all right. I mean, I haven't seen any of the recent Scooby-Doo movies. They're all pretty low tier, in my opinion. But they have Scooby-Doo and, the zombie, and Zombie Island on Netflix. So that's, like, a really good Scooby-Doo movie. Wait, which ones are you calling low tier? I don't, I don't know the, the old, like the first five are uh-huh. OP. Like those are amazing Scooby-Doo movies. Mm-hmm. But the recent ones, like if I was to look up like what the most recent Scooby-Doo movies were, those are all pretty much like straight to DVD oh, yeah. garbage anyway. Can so. we please talk about how they threw Simon Cowell up in there? Oh yeah, Simon Cowell's in this goddamn <laughs> they movie. Need to put him, they, they threw him in for no I thought reason. This was gonna, I thought that was going to be the beginning of a uh, Scooby-Doo uh, flex because Scooby-Doo literally has a series 
um, where they just get a whole bunch of celebrities. Like, they get one celebrity per episode, and then they're just a part of that mystery in that episode. So I thought they were going to have a couple other actual celebrities show up, and that would actually kind of been pretty funny. But um, They basically made him a... Yeah, he was just a random-ass pull in the beginning, and then he came back around later. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, whatever, dude. He, uh, wasn't, he wasn't even, like, a friend. He did, he. did Yeah, he was just there. He was just there. It's like, Simon Cowell. And just, okay, whatever. Scooby did. He did his little Simon Cowell thing, because everyone's like, oh, Simon Cowell's mean. But it's been years since... He's done the, anything like it's that. It's been years anyway, since so. the era of Simon Cowell being on uh Someone called Idol. it out. Someone actually called that out on Twitter. They were saying that um, Simon Cowell and animations has actually been a really common thing for no reason. Just people like getting him in movies just as a pull or a reference. Because he's not just, doing nothing else. Because it's just random. Besides I don't what, know. like X Factor, I think? I don't know. But um, it was very random. Should you pay 20 bucks to rent it? No. Um, no. I don't know. If you want to watch it. $20 to rent it for two days? No. Would you? I don't no. know. Yeah, I don't for know. For two days? No. I think if, if you if you don't have any high standards and you want to watch a, like an animated movie, just to I don't know if you if you're actually thinking about watching it, just watch it. Like I said, I just paid the twenty five. I'll probably watch it again just well, to watch but it. You you were planning on buying the movie regardless. I don't know. I have shit taste in movies, as most people tell me. So I don't know. But you're even saying this movie wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. Right now know. you just fucking have it because why pay it's twenty dollars animated movie when though. you can just pay the twenty five to own it instead of paying twenty dollars to have it for two days? Yeah, twenty five is a better deal dumb. for sure. That's stupid. We would have <laughs> we would have played more than that just to see it in the theaters. Anyway. Yeah, that's more than two. That's less than two movie tickets anyway. So basically, yeah. But I wouldn't recommend for anyone to pay twenty dollars to rent it. For yeah, two days. don't don't rent if it. If it's if you if you have a friend that has it, then watch it. Uh, if you have split the cost or some shit, split I don't the know. cost, or if it's on sale on Amazon Prime Video or some bullshit for like five dollars, then I'll say okay, yeah, rent it for your two days, not no twenty dollars. Yeah, that's my TED talk. I'm actually, well, I'm actually looking forward to seeing how well this does digitally, because um, this is this this in trolls world tour could start a whole thing. Well, trolls already because trolls already thing. started it because they got more money than the first one did in its whole lifespan of being in the movie theater in like three weeks being digital or two weeks being digital. And um, I want to see how good Scoop does. Because this might actually like, I'm like, if this convinces any other studios to make their movies just straight up go digital throughout the summer, that'd be interesting. Or even like if Disney's like, yeah, fuck it, we're just going to put Mulan digital. I think Scoob is going to do well simply because of the nostalgia. Simply because it's Scooby-Doo, too. Everyone knows who Scooby-Doo is. Yeah. Yeah, so. and it's also, like, kind of at the beginning of this, like, okay, we're going to release these because we can't really gather in theaters, yeah. right? Uh, so, but, like, you know, it's not the first time it's happened. Uh, so there's kind of a precedent set. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, how, like, if theaters really hold up as, like, a like a really big um uh money maker yeah. you know what i mean because other than like this, i like, imagine I there will yeah. still be theaters but i imagine it'll probably look different in the future because mm -hmm. i'm honestly like if there were any other big summer movies i don't know what other i don't know what other movies were supposed to come out this year because they all have delayed so if they rework the delays and just put them digital that uh ryan reynolds movie that was supposed to come out Free guy. guy, yeah, free the free guy. guy movie. If they make that digital, I'd buy that day one digital because that looks funny. I want to see that because I like right. Ryan Reynolds. Mm. 
So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I was looking forward to seeing the Mulan movie in theaters. Mulan would be good. They should I just... Wanted, Disney already is the, getting the $10 a month from so many people. Just put the it on Disney+. I wanted theater experience for the Mulan movie, though. Yeah, that would have been cinematically been really cool. Yeah. But if they do the digital release, I'll just... Put it on Disney+, Plus for like a week or something, and yeah. take it off. And then be like, if you didn't catch it this week, then just pay 20 bucks to rent it or something. I don't know. Disney needs to hop on that, because they totally have the... The stuff. Anyway, that's enough on Scoob. Good, uh, good movie. I don't know. Uh, okay, movie. Watch it if you want. That's all I'm gonna. Very mid. Well movie. animated. Watch it if you want. Six out of ten. I'll give it a six. Yeah, I said it was a seven day one. I'll I'll give it a six. Yeah, I think we I think we maybe said seven because of the animation. The animation, the animation is, is a strong extra point. It's a five plus a point for the animation. Also, if you see that uh, that girl from the Scoob movie trending. I'm not gonna spoil it, but watch the most. Watch a trailer, and then look in the driver's seat of that cop car. That's it. Okay, bye, Aisha. Go bye. Away. Go sit up back on the. Go away. Like, be gone. Ow. Wow. Why do you have to be so rude? <laughs> oh, this you, is how you. This bye. is how you treat your, yes. your temporary guests. Yes. Wow. All right. Never joining another podcast again. That's a lie. See you on Thursday. Okay. Um, Santi. Santi. Oh, uh, what's it call it? Sazi? Logan. <laughs> hi. Lo- Logan. Yes. Uh, hi, Logan. Hello. Uh, let's see. So you're pulling your hair out about the witness. I heard you, uh, dying earlier today. Oh, yeah. No, it's so funny. So, uh, the witness is a game that I tried to play through once before. I got through a chunk, a good chunk of the game. Uh, before putting it down and waiting a very long time to pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, after picking it back up, uh, it's only been a few weeks. It maybe took maybe took a month uh, for me to get through it, uh, but I eventually got through it, uh, and I beat it earlier today while we were talking on stream. You were dying the whole time. Um, you were on one puzzle. I, for oh my god! I I spent I spent probably two hours. On that puzzle, puzzle yeah. uh, passi- passively working on it, right? I was distracted and in conversation, yeah. uh, but it took me a long while. But I was like really, really dreading that puzzle, and and there was a good reason why I was dreading that puzzle. Um, but yeah, the witness is an absolutely, absolutely incredible game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a huge fan of puzzle games, and this game just tickled tickled every fancy I had. Um, there's like a total of 11 lasers that you can activate, uh, which all correlate with like a set of puzzles. Uh, and each set of these puzzles, uh, have like different mechanics that they throw at you. Right. Uh, and there are certain sets of puzzles that kind of just are aggregates of a lot of these different, um, yeah, mechanics that they throw at you in the game. So you'll th- you'll go you'll you might find some places that you have no idea what those things do, mm-hmm. but there might be a part of the island that teaches you that mechanic. Yeah, uh, and so there's like parts of the game that I I like there. would finish parts of part of the game, but the game really wants to encourage you to like if you get stuck, just know there is somewhere else you can go and something else you can do. Honestly, uh, so, like, so when I played this game a couple years ago on uh, PlayStation 4, 
I clearly didn't get anywhere near anything on this game because um, the one it's like it's kind of open world, so it's like you can pretty much yes. choose your own adventure, choose the area you go to, yep. um, and it's also like there's like an underlying type of theme or story going on in the overarching world of this hub of puzzles. Um, yeah, it's so not it's, very clear. You have to pick up on context. Very vague, clues, but yeah. I'm I'm not even sure any much of the lore. There's yeah. like. It's. I feel like it's more abstract than it is Most anything. Likely, yeah. Like it's supposed to represent something. Like these people witnessed something. Uh huh. You know, and I'm still not sure what that is. Although <laughs> what they even witnessed in the first place. Yeah, um, maybe I'll have to read up on some lore afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, uh, this this game's this game is fantastic. I love it so much. You have to complete like seven of the eleven lasers to unlock like and and then you unlock the end game uh which then once you complete there's like a sequence and then like it puts you back at the beginning and asks if yeah. you want to start a new game uh which that's what i did and it's beautiful uh there's not really much lore to spoil i know like i remember when this game first came out everyone was like this is just the line the line puzzle game like yeah so. it's just mm. it's mazes and then different mechanics for different types of mazes you're drawing paths uh and you have to you know determine what the correct path is you know mm-hmm. the game is very stylish the game looks really clean like the art style is actually really good for a game oh, that's it's based super around pretty. just yeah. puzzles majorly so. uh yeah and that's i th- i think that's really intentional it's like intentionally simple because like that makes the world really uh it makes aspects really clear like mm-hmm. it's not trying to confuse you with a bunch of uh textures because a lot of the puzzles uh might be environmental yeah. or they use aspects of the world around the puzzle so you can determine you know what the correct path is the solution to the puzzle Mm-hmm. um yeah cool 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 i don't ever think i'm gonna go back to this game be mainly because some of those puzzles get really obnoxious and i saw what it did to you and you're a person who actually likes puzzle games so yeah yeah, I'm yeah. Good. so I'm good. i mean i would so you know to each their own but you know if anybody out there is considering playing this game maybe they've thought about it a hundred percent you know if you're into puzzle games please take the dive mm-hmm. uh also don't feel like ashamed or don't feel hesitant uh to look up a guide if you need it right yeah. uh if it's really like you know cramping your style uh and you either want to look up the solution to a puzzle or if you want to look up you know maybe you're confused on a mechanic uh look at the mechanics too like I, there was one part of the game where i looked up online what a mechanic was because mm-hmm. uh, i could not determine for the life of me what they were trying to do mm-hmm. you know um and uh after that then i just it was a matter of actually using the mechanic to solve the puzzles which i didn't Ooh. feel like was really cheating mm-hmm. um but yeah hard recommend uh santi you back yet Santi. Shanty boy. Shanty! Oh my god. Alright. Uh, let's see. Sunset Overdrive. Sunset Overdrive. I uh, was playing this myself. I uh, actually thought about playing this on stream. Um, 
recently and I just was like, yeah, you know what? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stream this. Cause sometimes uh, as a smaller streamer, you just have to make a decision if a game is worth, uh, worth continuing live on the air or if you wanna, uh, or if you probably enjoy it more uh, by yourself. And I decided to just do that uh, with Sunset Overdrive. Um, so for those of you who don't know what Sunset, Over Sunset Overdrive is, it's a game that was pretty much one of the launch titles or earlier titles on the Xbox One. Yep. And this game almost made me get an Xbox One because I really, really loved the aesthetic of it, still do. Um, it's pretty much a third-person uh, shooter game where it has a really heavy parkour system. Uh, it's made by Insomniac, who are the same people who made the recent uh, Spider-Man PS4 game. And playing this game, you can just understand why they were chosen to create the Spider-Man game because they're, they're, the way they handled movement in this game was so amazing because you can chain so many actions. Um, it's primarily, like I said, a third-person shooter, and it's very active in that way where, like, in comparison to, like, Fortnite, for example, um, you're walking around normally and then to, like, be more... Um, to move around a little bit more freely you build but for this one you can run on walls you can grind on rails on some Sonic Adventure uh, 2 type shit you can um, like climb up walls you can vault off of walls you can uh, grind on a rail and then hang under it with a crowbar and then flip up and then you can air dash towards a wall like if, if they tell you to go somewhere on the map you're actively just seeing your path as you decide where you're going and you can just, it's like really parkour-y, and I really like that. Um, that being said, I like the movement. The gunplay is fine. There's a lot of weapons in this game. I didn't buy any of the extra ones. I went through the whole game using like four or five weapons out of like the 20 oh, wow. something they had. Um, this game was, this game came out in like, I think like maybe 2012, 2011, something like that. I yeah, think. I mean, I'm. <sighs> If it wasn't a launch title, it was a close to be the launch title. Yeah, but um, this game came out in an era of open world, whereas like it's pre-Breath of the Wild, where um, the whole game is basically directing you where to go the whole time throughout this open world. Like, the whole map is open. You can go anywhere you want to at any given time, but nothing's really going to be here for you until yeah. the, the story allows it to be. So that's kind of what was bugging me a little bit as I was playing it, because... Um, also it's kind of like part collectathon too, cause there's like, uh, you can make amps to power up your weapons and your actions as you play where it's like, yeah. you can hop on cars. And when you get to a certain, uh, combo meter, as you're moving around, you gain combos as you're navigating the environment. Um, your, your amps kick in, which are basically just active perks. And then like, you can like jump on a car and then it'll like explode and that'll, uh, kill zombies that way. Or like your shotgun can get like electrified so that it'll like stun people when you shoot them um and stuff like that so like it gives you an emphasis to keep moving all the time even when you're in gunfights so like you could be on like uh an electrical uh, electric wire or power line and you just be strafing back and forth on the power line and then you just jump off of that onto like a tree or something and then power boost to like a wall you're always moving so it was almost like a little much kinda or i'm just like because you can't stand still it's like on some splatoon shit you can't stand still because if you're walking on the ground that's the slowest you move so you have to always be bouncing and moving and swinging and grinding and things like that to really yeah have any effect and also dodge the all the all sorts of hordes of zombies robots and people that are coming at you at all times 
Um, it probably took me maybe like 11, 10 hours to beat this game in total, but around like after the first half of the game or the first two major plot points kicked in, I was just like, I'm kind of over this formula of uh, go to this place. Okay, there's going to be zombies. Kill the zombies. Or um, there's going to be robots. Kill the robots. And then do that for this this amount of time and then go to the next place and then copy, paste, repeat in different areas and stuff like that. Like it got a little exhausting and I actually was getting annoyed in my later half of the game playing this because um, I was yeah. just like, I just want this to be over with, bro. I just want to move on to my next game. Um, not to say it wasn't fun. I didn't I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed my time with the game, but it was just a bit much Um they left it on a cliffhanger where they could have went and made an, a Sunset Overdrive 2. I don't know if Insomniac yeah. would ever think to do that. Honestly, I wouldn't mind. But like I said, if they were to do that, the whole formula of just... They would have to be a lot more open, is what I'm saying. Like, I would right. like it needed to be a lot more open. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you said uh, Insomniac developed this, right? Yeah, the Spider-Man people, yeah. You know what? They actually did a Ratchet and Clank too, and oh, yeah, describing they were, the gameplay to me, I'm like, this sounds very Ratchet and Clank. Mm-hmm. I, I think this oh, might yeah, have been no, their Insomniac next has a huge history. Series. Insomniac has a huge history with um, all sorts of with wacky Sony. weapons and stuff. So the fact that they even made this game like it was as an a Xbox timed exclusive, exclusive, yeah, uh, you know, for Xbox was mm-hmm. like, whoa, yeah. Um, what else? Oh yeah, like I said, uh, it was on Xbox, but I got it on. You can play it on Game Pass, um, but it's also on Steam. I bought it on Steam. Uh, it was like twenty bucks, but I got that before Game Pass was even a thing on PC. But right. if you pay the dollar, you have a PC, you can totally just play the game for a dollar, which I would recommend. Uh, yeah. So that is a uh, Sunset Overdrive. I'm playing Ori now, and I'm happy. So that's that. Santi. What's up? Sorry, I was here the entire time, but like my mic was just being weird. Oh damn! Know. Okay, okay, cool. Glad you, glad you figured it out, man. Glad you figured it yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, tell us about the snake bus. Oh my god, snakey this, bus is, is on some bus? other stuff. I don't know what this game is. <laughs> it's so weird. I love it though. Um, so you've played like the classic uh, snake like arcade game, right? I had an I had a Nokia phone, Santi. Yeah, well, of course. Right, right. Every, everyone, everyone's played it. Everyone's played yes. it. Yes, it's literally Snakey Bus is just that, but you're a bus instead of a snake, and you're in a 3D environment. And the whole gimmick is that like, um, you pick up passengers, but you don't immediately. That's essentially what the uh, like the Apple gimmick is for this game. Uh-huh. Um, you pick up passengers, but you don't immediately increase your bus's length. You actually have to drop them off at a uh, bus stop. Um, and it's as you do that, like I, I don't know, it's just it's really funny because like the the whole like art style and the concept of it mm-hmm. just seems really funny but once you get into it like there's very minimal sound effects um and the art style is really nice and the the soundtrack is just completely like lo-fi hip-hop uh-huh so it's a game that you can completely just zone you can out just vibe and, out and play it's it, really yeah. cool yeah okay how much did uh this was uh, you got it on switch how much was it on switch Man, it was a few weeks ago. I think 15, 10. Okay. Don't remember. Would you say it's worth the, like that price or? Uh, super. Yeah, it's super worth it. Um, okay. it's a really, it's it's not like a, a grand experience, but there's a bit of progression that you can do. You can unlock different uh, buses. There's different stages. Um, it's really cool is that uh the different stages like are they go from like real locations like there's Seattle, there's Miami, 
but then they also used a, a lot of uh, surrealism mm -hmm. in a lot of the other ones, which is really cool. There's a little bit of something for, for everyone. This game gave me vibes of uh, this one game I played called um, Cluster Truck, which is like a game where a whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of uh, big rigs are just driving in a direction, and you have to just jump from truck to truck. And um, I got that vibe because there's so many buses on screen at once, and it looks so damn chaotic. Um, is it? Wait, it looks like this game is in first person, or can it be toggled first and third person? You can toggle it, like okay. in game. It's it looks cool. overwhelming being playing this game in first person. Oh my god! Um, it's actually really helpful. You would think that it'd be pretty chaotic, but there are times where, like, if it gets kind of crowded, you can just switch over to, to first person so to you can, like, try to like weave your way in. Way. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. you can find like a path. It's pretty cool. Interesting, interesting. This game looks. I'm ridiculous. watching this trailer right now, and I am just like dumbfounded. <laughs> so so silly, yeah. It's like, so it's just, silly. It's just snake just taken to this like next level. Yeah. I just oh my god. Looks wild. Um, let's see. Uh, we're gonna end on Animal Crossing. We we like we bring up Animal Crossing every podcast, so we're gonna end on Animal Crossing. Uh, on this one. Uh, so I'm gonna we're gonna uh, jump back to me and we're gonna talk I'm gonna talk to you guys about Legends of Runeterra because I've been playing a lot of this game uh, For those of you who don't know Legends of Runeterra is a uh, Riot Games um, Latest CCG game collectible card game digital card game a la uh, like Hearthstone or um, Magic the Gathering or any other type of game like that um, this game is like collectively very popular everyone can agree that this game destroyed this game killed hearthstone like a hundred percent did you guys even care about like um any other collectible card games at all or? i mean i didn't I've really get into any, any of them but hearthstone was you know the one that for a while that i'd hear all the time about but i didn't know that it had been killed <laughs> no i'd say i'd say this game could kill hearthstone in my opinion Oh, is she, I know oh, it's, you're saying I know it's a it's Hearthstone still, killer. Like, said, it's, it's a Hearthstone killer. It didn't kill Hearthstone, but it okay. it could kill Hearthstone because everyone who plays, who has played it that I've talked to, um, says that the economy. Okay, so I have Connor in chat because he's an avid Hearthstone player, and he's put so many hundreds of dollars into this game into Hearthstone because of their pack system. The reason I don't fuck with Hearthstone is because it's literally like digital card packs and when a new expansion comes out um you have to basically essentially buy the packs or buy the expansions and um that's how you get a better chance of getting the cards that you want but with hard with a uh, rune terra for example they just released bilgewater which is another region in the game and i haven't spent any money on this game since it launched or when it was in beta back in like january or december of last year and um like i they the game gives you in-game currency for playing um every day you get quests and then you can get bo daily bonuses just for playing um i for example was playing a lot in the last couple days and every week you get like a weekly vault so depending how much xp you get throughout the week they give you more stuff based on how much you play um so yeah, it's like <laughs> like I'm triggering Connor. He's just like, let, let me get in this call, bro. Not about to let you back. I'm not about to let you shit talk Hearthstone while I'm in this damn chat. Sure, get in this call. Sure, jump in. Um, but yeah, I like it. I'm gonna just pop in. I like it a lot. I'm gonna pop in real quick. <laughs> yeah, sure. Be mad. I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. I'm be mad. I'm gonna pop in what? real quick on this. 
Okay, I'm an avid card player. I've been playing Magic the Gathering card games since I was about 12 years old. That's my basis here. Yes, Legends of Return has a way better economy system than Hearthstone, but the core mechanics of Hearthstone as a competitive card game is still better and more fleshed out than Runeterra. Runeterra has some interesting, cool concepts to it and is a fun card game, but in my belief, at a competitive level, which where a lot of marketing and, and money actually comes for this type of game thing, Hearthstone still has an advantage over it. Okay. Runeterra will not kill that. They will because they're always going to have some distinct differences between the two. Okay. Um, but, but I will like say, Legends of Runeterra will be more, more widely people, played because like of the Runeterra economy system. But more, it won't kill Hearthstone. It seems like Runeterra is a lot more user friendly or like um, entry level. I'd say, <laughs> than Hearthstone is. Especially it with, like, is. getting extra cards to play and making decks. That's what and I'd say. And it is because it teaches you the mechanics and yes, how the cards does. interact together mm -hmm. through those tutorials, even as expansion comes out. It just showed, with this new expansion, we were all wondering, hey, are they going to give us a tutorial on card interaction like they did for the beginning of the game? Which they mm -hmm. did, and it's great, because that way you know how cards interact together which allows you to do better combos and build better decks around that. Yeah, I was actually talking uh, so. to um, Sean, a uh, listener on the show, and he was uh, concerned because he hasn't played in like two months, and I was he was like, oh, they added new stuff. I'm not going to know how to play anymore, so I might not even play. And I was like, no, dude, they have no, tutorials. No. They, they teach you how the new keywords work. And he was like, oh, yeah. my God? Okay. And I was like, see, that's like a lot better than Hearthstone, where if you, I miss like so many seasons and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on in this game anymore. I don't know what these keywords mean. I don't know what all these triggers are. So I'm just not even going to bother. And also, like I said, you put hundreds of dollars in a Hearthstone. I haven't put shit in a Runeterra yet and I am good and I will be good. Yeah. I'm probably only going to buy cosmetics. I don't see myself spending any money on cards. Yeah, and you, you shouldn't have to. Exactly. Um, That's why I'm like, uh, this is a lot, like, for a digital space, like, I shouldn't have to feel like I'm buying actual cards when I'm playing, like, this digital game, I feel. Because that's one reason why I'm like, I don't even want to play Pokemon TCG that much anymore, because that's the amount of money that you have to put in to even get a good card that's in the meta is ridiculous. So I'm like, the fact that people can just play, and then if there's a card, if there's a card that people are starting to use and they notice is really good, then you can just be like, okay, I'm just going to grind this week, and then I'll be able to make this deck next week or something like that. Well, two, just two weeks the, or so. Yeah, so um, you got to make the deck later or whatever, so. So yeah, I, I, I just had to... You you popped off on something that if, if <laughs> other just people... just like, you don't want to do that Because that's one song. of those things that I know will be getting in the comment section like, the fuck you're talking about, bro? I'm like, yeah, yeah. no, 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 David. This will not kill Hearthstone. Hmm. Well, it's a good competitor. <laughs> it's a good competitor, for sure. Um, okay, I'm going I'm to hop right. back off, uh, but be I'm loving the, the podcast. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think uh, you guys should check it out. If anything, because like it's on mobile devices now, it's not just on computers. Uh, like you could get it on your phone, and it runs very well on phones. So maybe I've been getting into a lot more mobile gaming lately. So yeah, it's a really good game, really good card game. Um, pretty. The, also, the the battle system's really good too, because it's very reactionary. So um, it's like you can um, play something and then cast a spell. And like all, in the, like it's almost like a really good counter system. So it almost feels like some people are like it's almost like a card the uh, fighting game of card games where it's like you can actually make some really good counterplay um, and counter picks to certain decks so yeah i'm having a good time with it as someone who isn't super into card games that intensely 
uh, this game is really fun to me. So I, I've been like telling people to check it out for sure. Um, so yeah, good game. Good game. Um, let's see. And now, uh, Santi, this is a, a topic that a lot of people have been like, it's been re resurging really heavy. Uh, Avatar The Last Airbender because it's on Netflix. Oh my god. Okay, so this is kind of embarrassing. <laughs> is it your first time watching? So, yesterday, I a friend talked to me about uh, like he was just making casual conversation about it because like it's his favorite show in the world. And so we were kind of just DMing about it or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, I've never actually watched this. So, like, I'm on YouTube looking up like clips and stuff, like watching all these like just like funny moments or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, okay, this is this is funny. The action seems pretty cool. I, I guess I'll give it a try. And um i and this is a this is yesterday when this is happening by the way so i went to google i was just like hey where can i watch uh avatar and they're like oh it's coming to netflix cool i didn't get around to watching it oh, man. Uh -huh. <laughs> when i when i wrote it on the doc i was like okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna knock out three episodes today right before the podcast it's gonna be nothing it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine i was busy <laughs> i'm so mad at myself for that <laughs> however i will say that the um the dialogue is really cool. I don't think I've ever seen like this kind of dialogue in a, a lot of uh, kids entertainment media. Yeah. It's like, it, it's not fluffy. A lot of it's very organic and that's kind of what's drawing me to it. So I'll get to that tonight, I guess. Yeah. I would say that. Um, <clears throat> so one of the, uh, the main things that um, drew in a lot of people, I'd say like, it wasn't even like it was on Nickelodeon, but it was more like one of the, uh, the teenage or, uh, like probably 13 to 18 demographic is what it was shooting for because uh, right. it had the appeal of being on the channel and like every once in a while when like a extreme moment was happening um it'd be like coming up next spongebob square pants and stuff like that but um <laughs> like the show gets really deep it gets really deep at some points um the, the writing is really good um and things like that but i remember when i was watching it originally um i think it got to book two like late in that season after he learned earthbending and then um it like started getting really deep and my little kid brain was like there's a lot of plot here i can't follow and then it just stopped um and then oh, i stopped no. watching but now um since i'm a lot older and i can pay attention to that type of stuff now i'm gonna go back in and follow up especially since like the fandom for this show has been just active ever since its inception back in like the mid to early 2000s so oh yeah for sure yeah so yeah it's a really good show um really well like nothing's been done like it i think to this point um like at least to its I degree would... even like um the conversation of legend of Korra being a good show or even like worth watching if someone's never even watched avatar the last airbender before um that whole conversation sparked up again on twitter and that's a whole thing but yeah, me and Aisha are for sure going to be um, watching this show again. So I'm looking forward to it. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I was you're... actually kind of surprised. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, you what? I was just going to say I was really surprised by the amount of lore that goes into this. Oh, there's a um, lot, yeah. When I was talking to my friend about it, I was like, hey, so, okay, if it's like, if he's the Avatar or whatever, right? Is it like a reincarnation thing or like are like... Does he have like different personalities or each time? So he was explaining this whole thing to me, and it just got me so interested. Yeah. And then, and so like, I I think it's kind of interesting having that whole um like spirituality side to the lore, but then there's also like a lot of political stuff. Say what? Oh. Oh no. I think he cut out. Oh no. Oh no, Santi! Santa! I know you can hear us. 
Oh no. My boy. It sounds like My we're gonna have boy. to get that man some like better equipment. Yeah. Yeah, most likely. Oh my boy! Well, regardless, uh, for sure on Netflix. This is like the number one trending show on Netflix right now for good reason. It's amazing. Yeah. And if you I haven't seen it yet, you it. should. Oh, have you seen it already? Or are you going to re- re-watch I've seen it? probably a season and a half, but it's been so long since I watched that season and a half mm-hmm. that I just, I just started over. I mean, yeah, it's only same. three seasons, as I understand it. Yeah. So it's not not too big of a commitment yeah um but yeah looking forward to doing that that's like a part of my uh childhood that i need to uh tap into again get back into the fandom i'm a water tribe all day for sure so yeah like everybody has always had the conversation of what uh which nation would you be a part of i think you'd probably be like earth um logan if i had to guess well, or I'll wind. have to watch it, and I'll let you know maybe. if you're right. I'm 100% water, <laughs> though. I'm all water. Just like, oh, it's amazing. Uh, but I think we could uh, transition into the Animal Crossing part of the show. Uh, so, yeah, lay it on me. What have you been doing at Animal Crossing lately, Logan? Animal Crossing, you know, I've hit, I've hit the first wall of Animal Crossing. The mm-hmm. initial excitement um, has month subsided. Is over. Uh, I still play every day, uh, probably usually at least for an hour, yeah, that's doing, better than me. you know, the daily okay. stuff. Mm-hmm. So di- making sure I dig up all of the, uh, all the fossils, hitting all my rocks and, um, cleaning up some things, shaking, uh, all the, you know, non-fruit trees for, uh, to make sure I get, you know, what I can out of them, mm-hmm. uh, trying to get those marks on those, um, on the what do you call it? Oh, the, the Nook Miles. On the Nook Miles. Yeah. You know? uh, it's giving me a drive to be a completionist in this game, in that mm-hmm. sense. Um, and then also, you know, I like hitting up the stores. I like being able to make sure that, like, you know, I get plenty of things to wear. I'll update my outfits every once in a while. And, and I still got a lot of work to do on my actual town, right? There's yeah. like, I hit that standstill and I started moving again the other day, which is why I kind of bring this up. Um, you know, oh, I could throw, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a bridge down here, you know, mm-hmm. and then that makes traveling easier, but it also screws up this one thing that I had there. You know, so I have to move it around. And, you know, I had this grand vision for my rivers and the shape I wanted it to be in. And I'm so close to finishing it. I just have to, like, actually take some time and, yeah. you know, work it out. I have an idea uh, for my, uh, my island, too. And it's just, like, the amount of time. I have to basically take a whole day and just play Animal Crossing to get, like, the vision I have done. I'm just like, ugh. It's, like you said, the the honeymoon phase of this game is over for me. Like, I literally um, had to make myself break away from Animal Crossing within the first two weeks because I would have, like, just been playing this and only this, and I would probably have, like, damn near 200 hours logged into this game or over. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had to start playing other stuff. And uh, for me, for example... Uh, I made myself get this game on my Switch digitally because I didn't want to give myself the option to get rid of it because I knew I, w- I would want to get rid of the game if I stopped playing it long enough. Um, yeah. So I just want the uh, uh, the option to just, oh, I'm going to just pop up an Animal Crossing really quick and just check check my stuff. 
April. Yeah. Who said I would have gotten rid of it in April? I would have yeah. gotten rid of it in April. Yeah, How are you going to tell me in an alternate timeline what I would have done? Because, David, I know how you are. With Stay over there! Stay no. over there! Play Animal Crossing with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still enjoying my time with it. Like, of course, all of my friends are much farther in developing their islands than me. Like, I'm still um, a little, what's it call it? Uh, like, my town looks like trash. Like, I don't let anyone come to my island because um, it looks the worst out of everybody else's. But, I mean, like, I'm okay. I'm not, like, trying to be an Insta-Crossing player or anything like that, so. What about... Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. But um, I still enjoy jumping in whenever they have stuff going on. And um, the game uh, where we just actually had the stamp rally happen... So that was really yep, fun, yep. going into the museums and collecting all the stamps and getting those plaques that they have in the museums to uh, possibly put in the house or whatever. Yes, hello. You're back. My boy's back. My boy. My boys. Until he's not. <laughs> Until he's not. No. Um, but yeah, so what, what do you think is going to keep you coming back to Animal Crossing for the rest of the year? Uh, um. I think I think one I there's still big things I want to do. There's a lot of island to customize and I want to do it, right? So I think it'll go through waves, right? I'll eventually like get back really into it beyond the dailies and uh or maybe I might even take a break, you know, mm-hmm. for more than a day or two. <laughs> Cuz it's easy to get burnt out you know on these games. Um, but yeah, there's still a lot of my island that I want to change and yeah. move around and optimize. Um, and that'll keep me coming back outside of that. Like I'm just anticipating more content along the way. Uh, there, I think there are definitely be more, um, you know, aspects to the game, to the collectathon, uh, new buildings that I'm anticipating will be added through, you know, we kind of know this because of leaks and such. Um, and hopefully uh, sooner rather than later we'll get those and I'll have even more to think about. But mm-hmm. uh, this is a game that, it, you know, you get what you want out of it by yeah. just, you know, you put in what, what you want. So, mm-hmm. What's up, everyone? I'm back. We've summoned him. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit more uh, uh, Animal Crossing since, like, I just got in like a huge swing of it again after my girlfriend had it for two weeks mm-hmm. um and like i kind of get what you guys were talking about where the honeymoon phase is over because i'm having these waves of like inspiration in the game where like i'll come up with a build idea i'm like hell yeah let's play ac i'll spend like two to four-ish days completing the build idea get it all taken care of and like making it look the way i want and then it's done and i'm like I know there's other parts of the island that I still need to fill up because there's blank spaces, but fuck, now I know I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But what's great is, like, I don't know, normally those would just stay blank if I was playing by myself and probably never get done. But then I pass it off to Danielle, my girlfriend, and then she starts filling in spots and it starts getting built and it's kind of fun because then I see her do something, then I get inspired and then I get my wave of, like, ooh, I want to do this here now type situation. Mm-hmm. So it's been it's been fun, it's been interesting. Our island just got a huge overhaul because we 
redid the shopping district and uh, a lot of paths and stuff. Yeah, I've been having like a lot of people um, on my friends list recently. Uh, like it was somebody's birthday today and they were like, oh yeah, I'm having like a huge scavenger hunt event on my island. So uh, come in, uh, get some stuff, come and find some stuff on my island. And uh, Aisha was over there earlier today and she was uh, hanging out with them. So it's like cool seeing what people are doing. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing like, I really want them to just add that one multiplayer area where it's like everybody can like if i could do mystery islands with um or like nook mile island stuff with friends where we could just travel to different places together and experience new stuff together that'd be dope like but um i don't know because like I just going to people's islands coming. and just like seeing what they've been working on is isn't is cool but i'm just yeah like, i want something else to do in this game that's not just checking out people's islands so of course it's going to get added like the, the game like i'm going to say every week the game is still in early stages so we'll see what happens yeah. hopefully we're having a whole different conversation about animal crossing maybe by like november or something like that so mm -hmm. oh mm -hmm. even before then june june this summer yeah, june gonna alone add, is gonna add stuff because because June is definitely getting a big patch because we might be getting a quality of life patch, Hopefully. which is going to be a big deal. It's not so it's not going to be uh, multi crafting yet, but to my understanding, and this is just rumors, but they've seen some of this in like time skipping, mm -hmm. um, that you might be able to sell and send straight to your inventory items from uh, Mystery Islands okay. through so like the dodo at convenient. the dock, yeah. which would oh. be. Yeah, from the dodo at the dock. So you like oh. it? You can either sell for the price that you would sell in the uh, in the stores. In the store at the box, you know what I mean. Oh, the, I, you I, get the twenty five percent off or twenty percent. Yeah, twenty percent off, yeah, like eighty percent of the value. Yeah, or you can send it directly to your home inventory. Oh, that's convenient too. Yeah, that's super convenient for islands because that means you could just be going back and forth from islands forever, which is kind of a big deal now because of Nukazon. And Nook Mile tickets oh, yeah, have now become a, a form of currency. So, mm -hmm. like, you'll be doing a crap ton of islands in a row. Yeah. That's so funny because I, like, I can't remember the last time I went to an island that wasn't, like, the May Day Island, right? So I, I go, go, like, okay. once a day. I at least go one mystery island a day just to, like, collect some iron and stone and trees. And you always get... Uh, you always get a random item from an island from shaking trees. Like it's guaranteed you get a, one random item, oh, okay. which, right. is, which is nice for like, you know, having a thing for a uh, Dukazon or just adding to your collection. Plus you always get a chance of an additional third recipe for the day. Cause I don't know if you guys know this, but you get two recipes a day, every six hours on that beach. You mm -hmm. don't get one a day. You get two a day. Being a, being as like a player who doesn't play as much as other people, just like having people that have like all those DIY cards that are dupes, and then I just like went to one friend's uh, island, and they were like, "Hey, here's my dupe space. Uh, take whatever you don't have." And I just basically cleared out their whole their whole right? area. And I was like, "I don't <laughs> play this game. I'm sorry." And they're like, "Damn, bro." Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, I I don't know. I'll have that one day probably this week or something because I'm just like I need to. Like, honestly, for me, Animal Crossing is just a good high-vibe game. Like, I'll just get, honestly, it just get is. a little toasty, just uh, catch myself working on a project or just vibing with the game and just working on some stuff. But, yeah, it's fun, though. I'm still having a good time with it. Um, yeah. Good good stuff. Good stuff. All right. 
And uh, thanks, thanks, Connor, for popping in again. We've summoned you twice already. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Sorry. But no, it's all, it's all good. It's, it's all good, man. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, right here. I think we're good for this episode of the Binge Blast podcast. Uh, we, we we lost our boy Santi. Santi I know. I don't know what happened to Santi. Yeah. His, uh, uh, his microphone is not reliable. You got to get that boy a mic. Um, but shout out to Santi for popping in. Love you, man. Also, shout out to uh, Logan from the Break Room Arcade for coming in. Logan, drop your drop yeah. your at hashtag shameless plug. Uh, you stuff. can find me on literally uh, any uh, social media with the at loggy doves. That's L O G G I E D U V S. Um, it's a play on uh, a nickname and then also the first letter of my last name. Cool. Not exactly accurate, but it is what it is. Loggy doves. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Bandcamp, on SoundCloud, on Twitter, on Instagram, all of that stuff. Cool. So that's where I'm at, as well as the Break Room Arcade over on YouTube. Awesome. And then uh, we are Team RDW over at Common RDW at twitch.tv slash Common RDW, which is where we recorded this podcast live. If you're listening on any other streaming platform, Apple Podcasts, or spotify give us that follow also uh give us those five stars because we would appreciate it also um you did not join the live chat audience here on twitch so you should probably look us up give us that follow all that good stuff and uh come and hang out with us sometime on the twitch verse and then also we're at uh common rdw on every other social media platform just look us up there you'll find our uh social media handles there and um yeah we uh recently cracked 900 on youtube so we're gonna try to keep pushing for that 1k so we can at least get freaking stories on youtube jesus christ is that is that when you get stories yes you don't get stories until 1k i can't even do like i I could have a whole conversation live streams until freaking uh i can't even do mobile live streams on youtube until 1k either so it'll be a lot more handy if i could just freaking you stories on well YouTube, we started we'll uploading maybe some of the binge blast on youtube yeah we also did yeah oh, oh okay too. yeah yeah um but cool that's the show thank you so much for listening people we'll see you on the next episode bye yeah bye